Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash malicious compliance, where OP escapes his abusive father. Our next Reddit post is from Stretch Armstrong. So I was working at Subway a few years ago, and a man came in with his wife and two kids. I was in the middle of making sandwiches for all four of them when the man asked me for the code to the bathroom. Our policy was that you had to make a purchase before you got the bathroom code. But by the way that this guy was doing the potty dance, it was pretty apparent that this guy really needed to go. Obviously, either he or his wife would pay for the sandwiches since I'd already started. The next day, my boss sits me down and lectures me about how the code is on the receipt for a reason. My boss watched a tape and saw me give this guy the code and she told me, I don't care who it's for. Whether it's your friend, family, whatever, you name it, you do not give the code under any circumstances. Later on that night, I was working by myself, and this guy came in the side door and said, Hey man, somebody got seriously messed up outside. A long line of customers waited for me while I went outside to check. Anyways, like the guy said, someone really had been beaten up outside. This poor guy's face was all bloody, and he was just a mess. So, I called 911 and went back to making sandwiches. Sometime later, a few cop cars and an ambulance showed up. They were doing their business outside, and then one of the officers came inside and asked for the bathroom code. And just six hours earlier, my boss told me not to give that code out under any circumstances without a purchase. I laughed a little, and I told the cop what I told the other customers. I'm sorry, but you have to make a purchase first. You can buy a cookie for like less than a dollar and the code will be on the receipt. The officer didn't realize that when I laughed, I was really laughing at myself because of this awkward situation that I just found myself in. Also, I didn't have a chance to explain myself before the cop became straight up furious at me. He gave me three warnings to give him the code. Each time I tell him that I'm not going to give him the code and the customers are on my side telling him that I'm just doing my job. After his third warning, he shook his head and muttered, I can't believe you're interfering with an ongoing investigation. And then he said something into the walkie-talkie on his shoulder. About five minutes later, one of the cops handed me a phone. I answered and my manager said, Are you effing serious? Long story short, the cop got a bathroom code and a free bag of chips. OP, I'm on your side in this one. How is a cop taking a dump part of an ongoing investigation? Why should the cop get special treatment? He's no more entitled to the bathroom code than he is like a free sandwich or whatever. Our next Reddit post is from Barbecue in Hell. A bit of background, I own and operate a barbecue and grill restaurant. We run a special promotion where we offer one kilogram of pork or chicken skewers for six euros and fifty cents. This happened on Saturday night. A group came in to watch a soccer match between Belgium and Portugal. One of them is a guy who's known by almost every restaurant owner in town. Let's call him Dick. Dick has a tendency to complain about food so he can get freebies. They place their orders, and about 20 minutes later they're served. A few minutes later, my head server, Mary, comes inside furious. Give me the scales, she says. Huh? What for? Just give me the effing scales. I give her the electronic scales. She grabs an empty plate and heads outside. I follow her because I know that something is up. She goes over to Dick's group, puts the scales on the table, and says, Let's weigh him. You see, Dick had ordered the one kilogram special, and then he claimed that he only got half a kilogram of meat. So he demanded to get double his order to make it correct. Now, at almost any other restaurant, Dick would probably be right. 
Most restaurants buy their skewers already made, and they weigh between 100 to 120 grams, which means that it would take about 10 skewers to make 1 kilo. However, we prepare our skewers in-house, and they're much bigger, usually about 200 grams. So to ensure 1 kilogram of meat, we usually give 6 of them. So basically, Dick was demanding almost another kilogram of meat for free. Dick smugly says, Yeah, let's weigh them, and then you can bring what you still owe me. Mary grabs the skewers and a fork and starts removing pieces of meat and placing them on the scales. Initially, Dick has a very smug smile. But then he starts to frown after three skewers are emptied and the scales show more than half a kilo of meat. Finally, after adding the second piece from the fifth skewer, the scale shows just above one kilo. Mary, holding the remains of the two skewers, smiles smugly. It seems you were right about the order not being correct. We put too much. She waves the one and a half skewers in her hand and adds, I'll just take these back to the kitchen. Enjoy your food. Mary returns smiling to the kitchen and put the skewers aside, while Dick silently ate the kilo of meat with the rest of his group smirking. OP, I think it's about time that you give Mary a raise. Our next Reddit post is from John. I supervise a glass manufacturing department. One night, we had an issue with a thermocouple that controls the temperature of the glass. This was setting off the alarm, so the operator disconnected the alarm and forgot to notify the next shift to monitor the alarms manually. We lost control of the furnace for a couple of hours, and we had to throw away some of the product. The plant manager came in that morning screaming and ripped the entire staff a new one. We tried explaining that the thermocouple needed to be fixed, but instead he continued to yell at us and tell us that we were idiots. And he told us to monitor the temperature and notify him every time the alarm went off, or else he would fire us. He insisted that we call him when he was at home every time the alarm went off so that he could ensure that we were doing our jobs correctly. What he didn't know was that the alarm for the broken thermocouple went off every 15 minutes. My operator was worried, and he asked me what he should do. I said, since the plant manager was so insistent, wait until after midnight. Then call to inform him every time the alarm goes off according to his direct request. The plant manager came into work the next morning looking very sleepy and sheepishly told us that we did not have to do that again. He finally listened to us about the thermocouple and we got the problem fixed. Our next Reddit post is from Obnoxious Chocolate. My father is very religious to the point that we could never do a lot of the things that were considered normal like Christmas, dating, etc. I didn't hate my dad by any means. He taught me a lot. However, he was very abusive. As a black man, he seemed to think that the only way to discipline a child was to beat the sense into them. He would constantly get angry at minor things and punch my brother in the soft part of his stomach. I suppose that my brother and I just normalized that abuse. As I got older, I learned to not take the punches and actually block the hits. The first time I did it, it shocked my dad. It was so satisfying not to cry when my dad hit me and just look at him with this blank expression. Whenever I did this, it definitely made my dad more angry and then he would try to make me cry. I feel like it gave him some kind of sick satisfaction. You'd think that all of this would make me hate him, but nope. My idiotic self just didn't seem to register how bad he was. I would just try to justify it in my head as him teaching me a lesson. But eventually, the last straw would come. When I turned 16, my father gave me an ultimatum. 
I would either have to continue school or get a job and pay a majority of the bills. He wasn't working at the time, and I hated school. My grades were decent, but I just didn't want to have to go to school anymore. Our overall monthly bill was about £1,300, and I'd have to pay about £600 of my paycheck, and my brother would have to pay the other half. I decided to just go and look for a job. Only one week into my job search, my father started shouting at me, saying that I was taking way too long. Keep in mind that when my brother dropped out of school, my dad gave him over two months to find a job. My dad put me in front of a computer and made me apply for jobs for a full day and night. I didn't go to bed until 6am the next morning. I was so desperate that I applied for McDonald's and within one day I got the job. Unfortunately, it was one of the worst experiences of my life. There was a lot of inappropriate touching and horrible encounters. Anyways, a year into working, a new girl joined the team, and as cliche as it sounds, I fell for her instantly. I left my comfort zone and flirted with her, and within a day we were dating. It was amazing. Obviously, I could never tell my dad about this, so I hid my relationship from my father for a full year. During that time, we ended up passionately hugging, which was a big no-no before marriage. My father later found out about this. Now, this part is pretty invasive. My father had connected to my WhatsApp messages and was reading them on his laptop while I slept. I'm pretty sure that my dad got access to my phone while I slept by using my fingerprint recognition. My dad chewed me out the next morning and told me to break up with her. I didn't. He said that she was a whore and that she didn't really love me. He then told me to leave the house and never come back. I should provide some context here. My dad loves to use that line whenever we're in trouble. He'll make us leave the apartment and then a minute later call us back inside. My dad had never really gotten to that point with me, but my brother experienced it all the time. I'd always told my brother that if our father ever did that to me, I'd just leave. So, as you can imagine, I just left. I walked for hours while my dad was blowing up my phone to come home. If you thought that he was calling me because he cared about me and wanted me to be safe, you'd be wrong. He sent me text messages telling me not to tell anyone what was happening because it's none of their business and I was ruining his reputation. I wasn't planning on telling people anyway. However, the fact that he cared more about his reputation than my safety really bothered me. Since I left our apartment so quickly, I never had time to grab anything. The only thing I had was my phone and my clothes on my back, so I called my girlfriend for moral support. And after talking, she immediately booked a hotel room for me. I was so thankful. Luckily for me, I was getting paid the next day, so I'd be able to get my money and hopefully rent a new place. To this day, I've never spoken to my father, and I completely blocked him. I've struggled to pay my rent every month, but it's still been way better than living with my father. The story does have a happy ending. Remember how I wasn't able to get my stuff? Well, one of my friends tipped me off that my father was going on vacation. So my girlfriend and I broke into my dad's apartment and got all my stuff back. I took everything, including stuff like the TV. After all, it was my money that paid for all that stuff. I can only imagine how shocked my dad was when he came home and found all my stuff gone. He was probably just going to sell to cover the rent. Yeah, so unfortunately the pattern that tends to emerge is that kids think that this behavior is normal when really it isn't normal at all. 
One of the reasons why I like to cover stories like this, even though there's a pretty high chance that YouTube will ding this video and possibly demonetize it, is that stories like these give me a chance to tell all my fans that this type of behavior is not normal. So to all my listeners out there, if your parent treats you the way OP's dad treats him in this story, then it's important for you to know that this is not normal. This is physical abuse, this is emotional abuse, and it's not okay. OP, I'm really glad that you were able to leave that situation because your dad sounds like a human piece of garbage. That was our slash malicious compliance, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.